The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. CTN CIO Talk Network is brought to you by Redmayne and BlackBerry. Welcome to CTN CIO Talk Network with your host, Sunjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjo Gall. Hello and uh, welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And our topic for today is bringing IT out of the back office. Our guest is Jonathan Sees, the CIO of Pepperdine University. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning, Sanjo. Good morning to you as well. So, uh, Jonathan, we know that organizations are all trying to be agile, you know, basically digitally disruptive and want to be competitive. Now, while IT has stepped up and tried to align to business, we know that it is still advocating somewhat of a central command and control where business wants the, the same IT to be embedded within their respective departments. So what we wanted to explore here is to see what form of organization that IT be uh, you know, put in so that we can, of course, use wherever the economy of scales can happen because of uh, the things that we are trying to do, we're centralizing, and also decentralize wherever business wants to be. So that said, the first question I have for you is what, I'd say, gaps in adaptability or agility or other uh, ways that you're expected to serve business are we finding when as you see, the businesses are trying to go towards digital transformation or use the newer technologies or uh, newer computing paradigms. Oh, very good question. And it's, it's very broad, and I am exp- I'm really experiencing this um, at Pepperdine, and I'm sure my fellow peers across higher education are also um, experiencing the same thing, too. Um, there's two sides to this. Um, I, the gaps in agility from an IT perspective within IT um, that I am seeing today is a um, we need to have a better understanding of how the business is run. And the IT, IT folks need to have not only that understanding, but also be able to speak in business terms, not technology terms. On the other end, um, for business units to want to absorb their own IT group in a very decentralized environment, um, what they need to understand, too, is in terms of how, how best to utilize the resource at an institutional level. Um, it is important for those decentralized IT folks to understand a broader IT landscape. What is, um, what are what's what are the opportunities and challenges across the institution, and what can be done at a local level? That that un- level of understanding needs to be shared on both sides. So, 
So what you are saying here is that while we want to understand and, and support business, but business should also come and understand us. But do you think that's the best thing for the organization? Because while I'm not saying that you should be order takers, right. the business wants to move forward in a given direction and they should not think how it is going to get done. They should be focusing on what? That's, that's right. And the alignment effort really needs to be more on the IT side. We need to have a greater strategic alignment with their um, their objectives and priorities of the business. Businesses are not meant, they, they are not expected to know how to accomplish certain things. They have a certain end goal. And where IT comes in is how can we align ourselves to ensure that they we have we dedicate enough resources centrally to assist them um, accomplish those goals. Now there are um, things that they need to keep in mind as well is, is that how would their objectives and goals locally um, affect the whole institution at a broad level as well. Um, they often would want want to accomplish uh, one objective, but then there there may be another business unit or school in my case that wants to do the same thing too so there are economies of scale um, that needs to be taken into consideration when when undertaking localized um, objectives so in my view anything which is a utility which could be you know where there's no differentiation as such whether you centralize or you embed then you're better off centralizing it, getting the economy of scale. Anything which is a non-utility, which is very customized to some uh, organization or, or say a department within an organization, that's the one where there is a better chance of you getting more incrementally more or it could be a huge quantum leap in terms of value that can be created by embedding it. So is this a tug of war going on where IT advocates that this item is a utility, thus bring it over. And business says, you know what, I have a custom need. No, it has to be embedded. Right. Um, I would say that anything that may be considered a utility, let's see, a, good, a good example would be email. Email and wireless, actually, wireless are good examples to wireless connect, connection. I consider these as broad utility that should be undertaken and, and managed by central IT. <clears throat> excuse me, by central IT, any customized application that the business may need um, can be considered decentralized and embedded within their groups so that they have full control um, of the use of those applications. So if you do that, that means are we are we on the same page or do you think this is a non-issue that people have already started or rather IT as a department has already started recognizing and embedding people which support that application, who have a reporting relationship to the business, and they are basically delivering to what business wants and IT. They have kind of detached themselves from IT, or they have, say, a very thin dotted line to IT. I think Has so. that already happening? It has already happened in my environment, um, and really, I, I believe it would be a mixture of all of those um, across all the higher education. Um, it depends on it depends on the size of the institution you work, the organization you work in. 
Um, in 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 my case, Pepperdine is not a is not a big institution. But then, if you compare it with other institutions like um, UCLA or USC, which is a very large, which are very large institutions, they have decentralized IT, and oftentimes those de- decentralized IT operate on their own. In my case, there is a good relationship with the distributed IT staff, even though they do not they do not report to me. So in, in, in the type of environments where we are talking about uh, the business is always saying, I want everything yesterday, right? And <laughs> I course. want, yeah, so, so, so that's understood and we are kind of used to it when we talk about IT leaders trying to manage business demands. Now, there are also um, budgetary or resource issues. Correct. So in, in this case, what do you think uh, the, the the business is facing, do they not understand how much something takes or they they just want not, a, I would not want to like generalize, but use IT as a scapegoat when something doesn't get done as a business capability, which was to be realized using IT capability. Um, I would not, I would not categorize that as a, they don't understand um, I, I think it's it's more of a their their focus is really trying to accomplish and elevate their business units, um, make it better. Where uh, central IT, um, we have to juggle our resources across air, all business units, and when they we have to prioritize. In 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 my in my role, I have to prioritize. Um, there are definitely more demand. Um, more demand from the business units than we can fulfill. And so we, we just need to communicate clearly with them, set proper expectations, and communicate them throughout the year, not just once or twice through during the year, but throughout the year to really understand how what their opportunities and challenges are and what IT can be of great value to them. So that if there if we see that there are there is a pattern across the institution where there is a certain need, then that can be um, co- that can be a coordinated effort with all the stakeholders to accomplish what they want to do in the most resource um, efficient manner. Now, what are the reasons why you would see um, a business leader saying, I want you to embed a resource because they're not getting anything from centralized IT? Is this a push Coming from business or IT is trying to be proactive? I would say both, um, but mostly it would be a push and, and request from the business units um, so that they can have immediate response that um, whenever there is a technology issue that there will be someone just, let's say, two doors down. They can just go down there and, hey, fix fix the problem. We have a model like that. Um, part of We have a hybrid model, and one of one of our models at Pepperdine is similar to, very similar to that. Um, otherwise, without any embedding IT personnel into their business units, um, they would they would just follow central process and where we, we would respond as quickly as we can within two hours. When we look at the the way IT should be structured and deliver value, is there a vision that business brings to say, okay, this is how we want to do it or they just pose the problem and then you say, okay, go figure? Most of the time, it's 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 they post a problem. I need this. I need this done this way. I need to accomplish X, Y, and Z. Um, help us accomplish this. 
Um, it's it's no different than oftentimes, and it's it's not uncommon across higher education where business units would um, license a would would purchase a software or license a software um, without discussing first with IT how would this would work within the network, and uh, only to find out it's not compatible and there are more problems, um, more problems and more resources dedicated to make things work. So the reason, uh, you know, we, we I think our our conversation around IT is kind of taking uh, and as making an assumption that IT is just about tools and software, whereas IT is a lot more. Where you are trying to have the information flow properly, there's governance, there are there's architecture, there are people, and many other things. So when the when you're talking about business stakeholders who are trying to say, okay, I want to exert control over how things get done for me, for my business function. And for that, I want IT to be embedded with within my business. Do they realize that this is going to bring a baggage which may, they may or may not either, other, either understand or they may not want? Um, rephrase that question again, Sancho. I'm saying if a business says, I want you to bring IT and embed it within my business so it is fast, I get better response time. It is not just about tool and software. Right. Because you could even have people, you could have a governance structure which would allow them to run it safely because at the end of the day, somebody is to take ownership of whether I, the, the information that is flowing has the integrity, the safety, the availability, Correct. et cetera. Correct. So are they willing to take that responsibility of that component of IT which they wanted because it is not just putting a software. Right, right. And, and, and I would say oftentimes no. The answer is no. I have seen people, um, business units, want, requesting and demanding access and control over a piece of tool, a piece of software, um, but not wanting the responsibility to maintain or the accountability to ensure that it, it, it is at most it is optimized and with utmost data integrity for especially when there's data being transferred in and out. Um, you cannot have authority without the responsibility and accountability. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back after these messages and we talk about this accountability and responsibility. If you are actually becoming aware as a business that you want IT to be embedded then what training, what education, what uh, exposure they need to be provided before they take this on and how does that even happen? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health. 
or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So training, education, exposure, what all do we need to offer to the business or they have to step up and get it before they can really take IT or that component of IT which they want it to be embedded within their business function and embrace it? Um, training is going to be a very integral part in order for anyone, to any business units to absorb the IT. Um, while there are Tra- training, when I say training, not only technical training, but also um, business process and analysis and those types of business process, re-engineering, uh, a good business process mindset is also going to be critical. So it goes beyond just technical um, capabilities um, in order to have um, uh, an embed an IT within the business unit. Because otherwise, it's Without, without that component, um, you will not be optimizing that res- IT resource within the unit. Talk about the specific business use cases which is triggering this embedding in the first place. Is there something which you did not deliver? Or are there new things which are happening which were not happening? Because this whole whole concept of embedding IT is not new. It's a couple of years old, but it's it's becoming this this outcry is becoming louder and louder. Right. I'll, I'll give you. Um, there are many examples. One 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 good example comes into mind is um, that comes to me right away is really having an IT. Um, resource in the business unit that is fully understanding of how the data in higher education data is is a great asset we have been collecting data of um, our students and their academic performance um, the having an IT personnel um, that is very knowledgeable about the data um, is very beneficial for the business unit because that person can then really help the whole business unit okay, this is what we are seeing. And again, it goes to learning analytics and operational analytics. This is what we're seeing in terms of how students are performing um, with the data we have. Um, And these are the areas, the gaps, the risk factors. Um, There may be early risk indicators that they can access through and they can interpret through the data. And by having someone local, um, we can quickly, they can quickly respond to um, any risk issues. Um, and again, I, I, I speak about student success. If there are early risk indicators, what can the business unit, the, the school and the department do to change the course and help the students succeed? Um, 
that is something that they can benefit from having a local IT, but they're also partner and they can also partner with central IT to accomplish that very same goal. When you're looking at the IT embracing a business mindset and trying to align itself, we had been talking about IT aligning to business forever, but given IT is no longer just plumbing, it is embedded in the business, so then there should be convergence. That how, how, how do you think IT leaders are looking at convergence or they would still say, we are another department which is support needs to support marketing or HR or other functions versus saying that we are the very fabric which is embedding itself into each. What do you think, what, why, did, why this convergence concept not sinking in in the IT leaders yet? I would say because um, there our business units are for for the most part still operating in a very um, a siloed manner. I use the word silo in the decentralized, departmentalized manner. Um, they just they operate within a vacuum, and it 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 requires um, a lot of some communication effort um, to have them see across those siloed walls um, convergence. It's going to be necessary, especially nowadays, um, when when resources are really limited. Um, I think there is li- with with cost of education um, ever so a big topic across the country. Um, the high cost of education. It is more important now to to look at ways to look at cost efficiencies and economies of scale, and not only within the business unit but across all business units. So scaling doesn't mean that you separate yourself, right? I mean, um, there, there has to be a hybrid model or something different. This is almost like a what I call as a new box. We are not saying go out of the box or stay within the box. Maybe a new box has to be created, which essentially embeds IT within, but also allows the economy of scale. So we, can, we cannot say that we will continue to align, which is almost like a right. parallel line. Right, and 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 it's a new box, and maybe it's even even more so. Instead of a solid wall, maybe have a more porous wall um, between the groups. There are reasons why um, business units operate the way they do, and um, there are certain things that cannot be certain customized business processes that cannot be decent, that cannot be centralized. But um, there are also many aspects that can be centralized. So I think the hybrid model um, with, with more of porous wall versus solid siloed wall um, would be very beneficial for the whole organization. So business considers, and this, I actually a good friend of mine, Susan Cram, she wrote eight things that business hate about IT, you know, a long time back. And many of those uh, areas are still true, where one of them is that business considers that IT is a control freak. So that while you would say convergence and while you'll say alignment, et cetera, but there is always a, a, a tone where corporate IT says, I want to have some control because you may mess up. It's almost like telling your child that I'll always be looking above your, you know, uh, through your, through like anything that you're doing, I'm going to be watching you because you might mess up. That doesn't right. instill confidence in business to do what they are supposed to do. And that doesn't help IT in terms of doing less with less instead of more with less. 
I, I agree with that. I mean, in, and the model you just spoke about is where, where I, central IT, corporate IT um, maintains full control. That is a model that I believe is no longer um, practice, at least not, not much in higher ed anymore. I mean, there are, there are transactional things, very again, very customized application that makes a lot of sense for the business units to fully own and maintain. Um, we, central IT, cannot do it all. Um, I definitely um, cannot do it all for my division here. So I, I really partner with the business units to have them take ownership of their 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 components, where it's more it's, it lends more value, and where we can centrally contribute to that value, we will do so. But um, there are certain things that we we just don't um, manage for them. We can do it all. That 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 really is that simple. So give me an example of, suppose in your case, you mentioned that you've been attempting to go in this direction where you decentralize as needed, or only centralize as needed, but otherwise stay decent, decentralized. So in a higher ed example here, or the context, we know that there would be things related to student welfare, there would be some alumni, and then there would be the actual learning that's happening. Right. And, and there may be systems around all of that. So are you saying that you just take the, the provost or, or, or someone who's a dean, he will have a system where IT people will work reporting to him or her directly right. and everything will be done by them and they have got nothing to do with you. Only they talk to you when they need you right. know, some help with email and internet. Right. So, so online learning is online programs is a very good example. Um, we have some schools at Pepperdine um, that have already um, created some online programs, and other schools are beginning to get on board. Um, those schools um, are have, have their online e-learning staff um, embedded within their within their group within their schools, so that they can have um, immediate they can provide immediate support and service to their faculty and staff and students um, when during and in preparation for those online sessions. That that is something that is one example of how um, having they can benefit from having their local staff. We will definitely assist where we can. Um, but with limited resources, we can only also do so much. Um, so for them, the benefit is having a local staff that is dedicated to doing that um, adds great, greater value um, at, their, at their local levels. So here, when you are looking at the, uh, the, the, the whole transformation that we are looking at, what, to what degree do you think business is... Uh, driving it or they're expecting IT to drive this decentralization? You know, who is who's holding the baton here? I would say both. Um, when business units ask, want to drive, they're, they're, it's, it's more often because of a specific objective. So it could be um, related to enrollment uh, enrollment challenges where we need to increase a school may need to in, increase enrollment so they they said okay fine we need to increase our enrollment base so we need to go extend this program this traditional program online so in those cases they do um, and in other cases where we can assist at a more institution-wide level in helping 
um, for example, um, train, develop faculty members to teach online, we can assist in those areas. So in this case, what you've shared is that was a capability you offered as a business to teach online and you went ahead and uh, trained those academics to Correct. teach online. So they're like business users. Correct. But and, now and when, that, go ahead. Correct. And, and the faculty members, I, I want to add to the faculty members, we work closely with them so that they are the ones who actually design the course um, because it is, it is there. We need to make sure that the tools is the easy is the easy part. Is how do we allow, how do we make sure the tools that they are using suits their teaching style? Um, that is how. And, and they're the ones who are the, essentially the maestro. Sure, and and see, so I agree with you. So that is how it should be done, where they're the ones who are actually designing, and that's their job, anyways. And you provide a tool, or you provide the environment in which they can do it with ease. Right. That's understood. Now there would be some um, capabilities that you would like to say embed in a tool or in the workflow, which results in a good quality online course, because it would not be someone sitting in one shot and build a course, right? There would be so many different uh, things that may be happening as part of course development. Right. So there is something to be said about having appropriate tools. Another is to also have a proper workflow which has the checks and balances, and even that workflow is managed or automated wherever appropriate with the appropriate collaboration right? so that it works. So now all of this that I'm mentioning here could be very custom to a given environment. Yes, there may be some available out-of-the-shelf tools which you could use, but there is always something custom to be done. So the goal here is to ideally have an IT person or a, someone who is almost like a pseudo-product owner mm-hmm. embedding, embedding that person or that team within the group working closely with the faculty right. to be able to create the desired changes in that tool at the quality that the faculty wants and this, exactly and this, at the quality the school demands as well. Yes, and so while you're doing that, so this person or this team or that workflow that was to be designed does then in that case, IT steps up to say, you know what, we are like almost independent objective business analyst and what you're trying to accomplish, this is how you should go about it. And when they share this information, does the faculty heed their advice? Um, I would say it's 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 a, a good, very good question. I think it's a really, a, a it has to be a partnership. Um, I, well, whereas IT has certain experience, um, we can lend, we can lend and um, conversations to that to kind of sh- help shape the program and guide the faculty accordingly. But if, I would say the faculty also has a lot to say on the, in the process and how to shape the workflow. So let's take a quick break. Let's continue this conversation because what we want to expose is the life in the day of IT, whether we talk about IT as a group of people or as individual or what they do while being embedded in business. Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? 
Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. So, um, Jonathan, let's explore or rather describe day in the life of IT, which is embedded in business. When I say IT means, let's talk about the the resources, of course, that you will offer, but primarily how the teams, the individuals, the groups work together and what are their trials and tribulations, what are their challenges, disappointments, and and learning. At Pepperdine, so we have a small group of um, technology um, generalists and their experts and Derek Jackson Faltrace, they are embedded into certain divisions within our undergraduate school. So we call them the tech technology liaisons. Uh, these these employees, these experts are are really um, operate are embedded within each business unit. The, they're IT employees, but the business units treat them like as if they're own because they have been working closely with them. In fact, the business units don't, don't see them as centralized IT, but rather see them as um, their departmental um, IT specific to their needs. They currently use them for all things technology, uh, more tech support, and uh, how to how to troubleshoot certain application issues. Um, and how to further adopt certain tools, technology tools, to further extend their division, their business unit's mission um, and objectives. Um, so these are these are folks embedded in them, forty plus hours, fifty plus hours a week, um, um, to accomplish their specific goals and needs. Um, even though they are considered central IT employees. So, so the, the I'm sorry. So the, those the 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 beauty, the benefits, advantages for having embedded IT within those groups is that, as I shared earlier, is that you you get a much faster response time, um, in or in terms of getting things accomplished. Um, there the 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 risk factor is that um, there the resource can. Again, in, in operating in a world where resources resources are limited, um, when you you cannot really extend and dedicate um, 
precious IT personnel resources to one group and when other areas are 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 um, in need of greater resources. Um, and when those resources go off and do different things, not 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 aligned with the institution as a whole, um, it can be dangerous, um, dangerous in terms of um, workflow uh, and inefficient use of, uh, and costly and inefficient use of resources, where if they go down one path, um, which there, there may be more, um, efforts to be done to correct that path down the road. See what I'm saying? Sure. Now, when we spoke about this, we we naturally had a tendency to say, okay, business doesn't understand IT as well. So get them trained and maybe let them understand and appreciate what IT brings to the table. On the other hand, when you're embedding an IT person within a business, and especially when they're coming new and they mostly may not have had that specific business domain experience, for them to be effective, for them to be able to play the business analyst or systems analyst and to understand and architect the, the, the approach they can take to build systems and processes, they need to have business knowledge. So how much is business taking the time and the effort and energy and investing towards those IT people who were embedded are or are they being treated as, okay, I gave you certain work, go do that job, otherwise you're a stepchild. They are more the latter, I would say. I've seen more the latter. Um, and it's whereas for me at Pepperdine, um, getting getting the getting my staff more knowledgeable in how business operates is key. Um, I have often um, brought in um, colleagues from across the across the university to come and speak with us to speak with my leadership group and I to kind of help share with us how they do business um, what are their what are what are their current how are they currently using technology to accomplish their business um, and what are their opportunities and what are their pain points and the whole point for that is the whole the whole, bringing them to come speak with us the whole purpose for that is to so that my team my my IT per, um, employees gain a ba- a greater understanding of um, how businesses how business units operate and we operate differently. So the more we understand, the better equipped we are in 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 filling the gaps where we see okay this tool can work um, to accomplish to fill this gap this that this business unit is experiencing today. Um, without that connection. Um, it's hard for anyone to know that there there are opportunities already in place to address certain issues and problems. See, very interestingly, in your responses, you said my IT people. I would like to see the business guy says they are my IT people because they right. they don't own them and they don't take full control and responsibility. How do you think they would ever invest? So it's almost like trying to bring up somebody else's child. It, it is. <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, it's they do say my um, again. They you said you said earlier in terms of they they want the authority, and I said that well you do, you cannot have the authority if you're if not going to have the responsibility and accountability. Um, they do say they do they do use the word my a lot because um they they look at that as dedicated resource. You cannot take it away, even though they're not paying for it. But at the same time, um, when it comes to further developing that resource um, I take ownership of that because the more 
that I develop a staff member, the more skills that this person will have. And it's not going to benefit me. And it goes beyond just benefiting the employee, but it benefits the business unit as well. Because the more we do this, the more skill set we have, the greater skill set we have, the greater value we can generate for the business units. Um, this is a... Um, Professional development is a big piece of my agenda, my CIO agenda, um, and that's something that I embrace very closely. So in this whole equation, I'm trying to understand whether you take the lead in developing that person as a professional, whereas the person who is supposed to deliver to the business requires to learn more of the business, that environment, and and um, yes, the skills and the talent, all that can be developed either even as a central function as an HR, but why is that your responsibility? Because if the person is embedded in that business, that environment, business leader is the one closest to it. And they are in the best possible, uh, I would say, you know, in, in a, an environment to be able to teach that person the skills and give them the experience in that context. And you are a little more removed, so you may not be the best qualified to train that person. Uh-huh. And, and I would say they would they would they would definitely consider doing that if they were also paying if they were truly if the better IT people were truly their employee the employees of the business unit um, and in this in my model um, the embedded IT folks um, are central IT employees okay so so that's the structure you've kept but what if it was like a shared service right so do you have like some sort of a payback model to say okay if i'm going to have this person work your at your we do uh, we do it would be it would be in the form of a memo of understanding so um, no no yes yeah, so, so i see what you're saying here so now let's let's rethink this for a second what would you change in this in this model that the business leader says you know what i want to develop this person if if they are willing to do that, I would definitely be in. Uh, I would definitely partner with them to kind of share what to kind of develop. Okay, what is it that these folks need to further add value to the business units? Um, I think there's that would be a great opportunity, and I would jump on that. So yeah, you would do it. I'm, I'm the reason I'm trying to dig deeper into this is because there must be some incentive that they're not getting because of which they're not coming to you. And another thing which you mentioned in your term and in, in, in your responses, you use the word resource. You know, anything which is a resource, we want to maximize the use versus developing that resource. Right. So if, if that's the terminology we use to handle, say, people in this case, then we might be doing disservice to that person and disservice to that department and, and, and IT as a whole. It's an investment. It's an it's professional development. is a it's an investment. So you 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 definitely want to optimize the resource, but you know you cannot optimize a resource without making sure that the resource has all the necessary tools and skill sets. You can you can you cannot perform magic, and oftentimes central um, IT is asked to perform magic to troubleshoot problems. Um, but without the proper tools, investment in tools and resource, um, you're not going to get to that point quickly enough. If a person point. is, yeah. So if a person is not developing enough, or to the expectation of the business, is that your problem, or should it be a business's problem? I would say it would be a shared problem because um, I still, again, for my, in my role as CIO for the institution, I own the success of the business as well. 
That's how that's how I perceive my role. Now, from a business perspective, I would I would want to say that um, they would want to share part of that responsibility as well. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back and let's talk about the funding. So if all of this is happening and uh, Jonathan, great point about you running organization in such a way, almost like a shared service where you're offering and that's just one way to do it. Now here, the outcome that we are hoping for is that whosoever or whatsoever is being offered to them and embedded, they take full responsibility, even though they're spending money. What should be the type of organizational structure and funding model? And, and we don't have to take what you're doing, Jonathan, at Pepperdine at this time. If I gave you a white sheet of paper and say, let's draw a funding model and an organizational structure, which will actually allow getting IT from the back office, get embedded and get the most value where business takes ownership. Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network predict your company's future by creating it is your workforce able to connect exchange ideas and share brilliance simply and securely create tomorrow today empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured blackberry enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions to learn more visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise are you ready if you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, um, we use the word resource for IT, which is embedded. How about treating it as an asset and, and rethink on a white sheet of paper removing all variables that you may have in an ideal state what what would you make an IT IT organization to be and how would you work with the business so that they own the embedded asset if i have the opportunity to redesign this whole process in a white sheet and with a clean slate um, IT needs to be at all business decision-making table. Um, that is so critical and so that, so that technology being, being so 
integral in everything we do. Um, we need to maximize the use of tech, embed technology in our business process. And when when businesses get to a business uh, decision-making table, um, IT needs to be present in that area so that there is that discussion that takes place, but also the 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 laying out the responsibilities and ownership piece for embedded IT. And and if, if would you put some caveats there so that business which is currently while wanting to use the resource and not willing to treat it as an asset and invest in it would have a change of heart. They would. They they would. They would. I mean, if they if they perceive the IT asset as as um if they part if they own take ownership partly or wholly as uh, the IT asset as as theirs, um I I think there would be definitely a change in perspective and how they utilize the resource to to the advan- to their advantage. Let's talk about the architecture and governance. So, yes, if you have an off-the-shelf tool that is being used or someone who's been given a task, that's one thing. But you and I both know, and of course the listeners who are leaders in their respective organizations know, that if you don't have proper architecture going in and you don't have an, a governance put in place after something is implemented, mm-hmm. you will, uh, you're going to have leakages and you will majorly offset the value IT could have otherwise delivered. Right. So if we are looking at this and we are talking in context of IT getting embedded in business, do you think business is going to be looking at governance and architecture related things? Not the geek part of it means like the core technology, but having at least an input or some some form of say because that leakage is also going to result in leakage on the business side for them. It is, it is no doubt very critical that they have to have a, a very sound um, governance structure um, for any objectives they're trying to accomplish. Because without that, I mean, I, without that, you are, like you said, you used the word leakage. Um, I, I have seen... Um, Poor uh, projects that are poorly governed, poorly managed, um, that have resulted in uh, 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 clicking the reset button to redo the project. So you're costing that you're you're now costing it more, costing more to to accomplish what you should have done in the first place. And and so so that's a reality, right? So the next question is: if this is understood, is business willing to actually think about it, provide input? And own if there is a leakage. Are they willing to to take provide input? You said yes towards this because it cannot. It may be technical, but in many cases the architecture is independent of technology. It is basically the way it should be embedded. And we are not talking a software architecture only. Right. We are talking about the way IT will create value, the way it's going to automate workflow or whatever. Business has to have a say. There's no doubt. I mean, it's it. It cannot be. It cannot just be IT. The business really have to. Really, the the business needs to drive this. It cannot be. It cannot be an IT. Um, uh, what sided project? Um, I, the business unit needs to be uh, the driver for, for any projects or initiatives they are they are undertaking. 
So you and then they do drive it. But what we've seen is they just are primarily members of the steering committee mm-hmm. who get reports versus being in the trenches. And if you're not in the trenches without saying going technical, you can still be in the trenches seeing how it is happening. Do you see that as the mindset of business? That is a commonly a mindset of the business where I'm not understanding what are the challenges and, and roadblocks and opportunities um, at the trenches level. Um, oftentimes, it's, it's decisions are made um, with, that, are, that, are, that have not taken everything into consideration. So and do you think because of that, there is a finger pointing because when something goes wrong, they... Absolutely. It's, and, and unfortunately, it does happen. Um, I would I would say that it does happen in in higher ed, and I'm sure it is common across all industries. Um, and because of that, well, um, this didn't work because IT did not did not do so, um, did not inform us it wouldn't work. Well, IT was never part of the decision. It was not never part of the discussion table. And and so so now let's look at the talent side. So we did speak about you know the way things will be working, but now. The IT people who you're trying to embed in business, they didn't sign up for it, or maybe some people did. The people who did not sign up, how do you get them to go and work in an environment which is almost like you're a foreign, you're a, a foreign worker, you're a consultant going within the business, and you're not hanging out with your geek friends? We have to try, and um, this is not simply a a task that we task our IT employees to do to work here and there, but it's it's also an alignment to see if that per that person would um, would be a good fit. Is the word I'm going to use would be a good fit for that business model, for that business unit, um, and we have often done that with um, the areas where we have embedded IT in there. It's not just simply plugging an individual there. Um, but making sure the person we are embedding have the necessary have have the appropriate um, mindset, skill set, uh, and um, tools that they need to not only be successful for themselves um, for central IT, but also for the business unit. Okay, uh, one minute. Last question: What do you think the IT leaders have to change in themselves? Because we have seen in many cases this change is to come because. IT leaders themselves are of the command and control mindset. So their capabilities and their expectations, what should change so that we are able to get IT out of the back office, get embedded in the business, and give business and IT itself the the kudos for creating the most value? We need to be, we need, IT leaders needs to be um, open-minded. Yes, we have moved from a control environment, and now we're entering into a space where we want we want to partner with the businesses, um, and we need to do that. In order to do that, we we going back to what I said in the beginning is understanding the business. We need to be open, and we need to be listening. We need to understand how the business operates. We need to understand the businesses' opportunities and challenges, and 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 make recommended um, solutions. Um, that can help the business accomplish what they do. Um, understanding the business, speaking their terms, going to be very critical. On behalf of the show and our listeners, thank you so much, Jonathan, for sharing your insights and thoughts and experiences on how 
you can pull IT out of the back office, embed in the business and make business take ownership with IT being there to support. And as a result, we get the most value created for all parties involved. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sanjay. Thank you for having me. Thank you again. Uh, Listeners, hope you enjoyed the conversation. I learned a lot. Please like us on Facebook, search for CTN, CIO Talk Network, and please be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you again for listening to this segment on CTN. This is Sanjog, all your talk show hosts. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.